At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Friday morning tune is a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Fubo Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. All proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It's Gil Alexander and Kelly Midland Bidlin is here as well. How you doing, Kelly? You good? Yeah, I'm good, man. It's Friday. Yeah. Lost some money on Thursday night football, you know, just uh, traditional like any other. Uh, on the show today, uh, Ime Udoka, Adam Levine, and Tristan Thompson. Oh, no, not that. I got a, I got the wrong rundown. <laughs> Sorry. Different rundown. That's the off-air rundown. That's, uh, that's, that's overtime, as we call it, after the show on YouTube. Uh, Bob stole Dr. Bob with college football, and uh, I don't know if he's got a pro football play as well. I'm not sure what Bob's got in store for us today. Paul Carr to talk Survivor with us, and a little uh, World Cup group odds. We'll get into that. Adam Burke, our own Adam Burke, joins us for some uh, college football and pro football talk. Chris Felica, the Bear, who leads the William Hill College Football Contest, by the way. Kelly, did you know that? Really? He is out of the gate strong. He also had uh, Chris Felica and Matt Brown in hour number two, our own Matt Brown from the final countdown, which he does with Stormy uh, each and every day here on the network. Both Felica and Matt Brown had the Browns in Survivor yesterday. Look at those guys. Yeah, I was talking to Matt about that. Good uh, on them. Walking out of here yesterday, and he was, uh, as he texted you and I, he was he was like, oh, oh. he's like, it went back and forth. I'm just putting them all on the Browns tonight. Hey, man. 
But like, like we've talked he's about the head all of the week. field. Yeah. Like we've talked about all week. This is a brutal week, right? Brutal and that week. was, I think he was going back and forth, back and forth all week and was finally like, screw it. I'm doing it all. I'm putting them all in the Browns. Felica texted me. Enjoy your Sunday, loser. <laughs> no, he didn't say loser. But that's how I read it. I was like, oh, he's so happy that he's through. And now everybody has to sweat out Thursday. Yeah. By the way, I'm obsessed with Survivor on Sunday. I have no clue how to play this. Genuinely. Like, I just don't know. I have multiple entries, and one of which I'm sort of is sort of the uh, the optimal play entry, meaning that I'm playing really not so good teams on it, so that if it gets through by week six or seven, I'm gonna be you know, I guess what you would say is power ranked well if if it remains. But even that's a dicey game because who knows who knows yeah. anything, right? Yeah, so, that was Matt's kind of point last night yeah. too, right? Where he was like, "I'm just I want to use the crappier teams, get this out of the yeah. way, or get myself out of the way," right? I think I'm narrowed down to Eagles. Eagles are my front runner right uh, now. There's no chance I'm taking them. And Ravens are like one B. Ravens is up there for me. But I'm wait. I need to wait on that injury report today. Who specifically are you? Now, Devin Duvernay. Yeah. They got a couple, a couple of the, a couple of the offensive players banged up yesterday. It looks like Lamar's completely fine. Yeah, Lamar's completely fine. And then the Chargers are off the board for now because you don't know about Justin Herbert. I can't play that. You one. can't play. I can't, it. Even, I can't even consider that. Unless you get a report between now and four p.m. Pacific tomorrow, you cannot play that team. The other I, one, I'll tell you, Gil. Even if even if there was if even if there was a the most glowing positive report yeah. ever out there about Herbert, we, I would not play it because we. That's a great point too, because we saw with our own eyes how much pain he was yes. in when he did throw it the other night, and obviously the other choices. I mean, Vikings and Bengals leap to mind. I had you know I had conviction on guessing lines on both the Cowboys and the Niners, so for me they're kind of off the grid picks. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to play it. I also don't know how I'm going to play the multiple entries, right? Do I just go all yeah. out on three, go the 2-1, or go the 1-1-1? One, one, one? So many choices, so many considerations. About that game last night, Cleveland gets it done against the Pittsburgh Steelers, an AFC North battle that the uh, Browns emerge victorious in. And they do so, and we'll get to the final play in a second, but they do so in, uh, well, you know, running away in the second half, I guess is what you would say, because they were down a point at the end of the first half, 14-13. to 13. They win it 29-17. to 17. They cover. In the end, they covered teasers, too. But Steelers teasers didn't get there. On the other side, Steelers teasers, under teasers, went to die on the final play of the game. Um, But just a a sort of brief recap of it. Trubisky, 20 of 32 for the Steelers, 207, no touchdowns, no picks. Sacked once, but the Steelers were one of nine on third downs last night. They could not convert third downs. They were out time of possession, if you will, 3609 to 2351. Jacoby Brissett, 21 of 31 for 220. Those stats almost identical to Trubisky's. But he did have two touchdown passes, no picks. He was sacked twice. Nick Chubb, 23 for 113 in the touchdown. Mari Cooper, seven catches for 101 in a touchdown. And David Njoku, uh, nine for 89 in a touchdown. Biggest game of his career, I would say, from a pass-catching standpoint. Um, moments in that game, third drive of the game, fourth and one at the 50. The Browns had the ball, scoreless game. What do you know? A sneak, Kelly. A Jacoby oh, Brissett sneak. Brissett will do that all the time. He's, Brissett's a gamer. He's Love great him. at it. Converts, leads to a Cleveland touchdown, seven to nothing. Subsequent Steelers drive featured, and this has nothing to do with betting, but the 36-yard pass from Trubisky to George Pickens, which three plays later, by the way, the Steelers tied it up at seven to seven. That George Pickens catch, let me just say two things about it. One, Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit did not make enough of that catch when it happened. Not at all. I was like, did you see that? 
that catch might be better than the Odell Beckham Jr. catch. It's one of the greatest catches I've ever seen. Might be the greatest I've ever seen. The Odell Beckham Jr. one was amazing, but it was straight back. This one was a contortion of the body. Yeah, I'm watching with the right arm. behind you. Oh, man. you are? I thought you were gazing <laughs> deeply into my eyes. I'm like, wow, Kelly's really into what I have that, to say. That, is, that was better than the Odell catch. So if you consider the yeah. Odell catch the greatest catch you've ever seen, then I, I think it's the greatest catch you've ever seen. The, the OBJ one was further, so the ball had more momentum, so harder, to, harder in that respect. But this one was the contorting of the body. Anyway, down 14-13. The Browns now, 34 seconds left in the second quarter. They had a fourth and two at the Pittsburgh 31. They did go for it there. It went incomplete. Then down 14 to 13, third quarter, 441 left. Another fourth and one at the Pittsburgh 35. They went for it again. They handed off to Kareem Hunt. They converted seven plays later. K. York field goal to put them up for good, 16 to 14. And then the fourth and goal at the doorstep, up 16 to 14 with 933 left. They go for it, Chubb touchdown, 23 to 14, and they were on their way. There's three basic questions I want to ask you about this game, though. All right. One. Eh, it's not even three basic questions. It's just three random questions. Okay. One, Mitch Trubisky. I thought he played fairly well. Yeah, he was, and, fu- he was fine. And yet, after the game, every single person you heard, right, post-game show, other networks, whatever, immediately went into the, well, how long are they going to be able to stay with Trubisky? When's Pickett coming in? Did you think that was a little unfair last night? Or is there just all 22 footage we're not seeing where he really is bad? Look, I don't think he's great. I th- I actually think I, ex- I expected him to be a little better than this heading into this uh, heading into this season. But look, I think the one caveat we got we got to make for both of these guys last night is I, look it, because it wasn't crazy rain and stuff. It also was hard to tell when the wind was really gusting and when it wasn't. Right, there were clearly times in that game where the wind wasn't a factor at all, and other times where it was. So, if you want to look at depth of target and stuff for both of these guys last night, it's not like they were really either one of them chucking it deep very often. Um, He's okay, but the rest of the team is just so depleted, right? That defense looks completely different with Juan out. They don't look like the same defense. Um, and then who do you really have on, on the offensive side of the ball to go to? Deontay Johnson had a good good game, eight catches, 84 yards. Najee Harris we know can, can be great, but everybody just keys, keys in on him, and he can't really do that much. 15 carries, 56 yards for him last night. So I, I don't know. Like this – they are who we thought they were, Gil. <laughs> like the Steelers team, I don't know. They're exactly who I thought they were going to be heading I, I really thought you were gazing into my eyes. You were so into what I was saying. And little I know, George Pickens was making that catch again behind me at the uh, South Point here. No, I, the reason I bring it up is because I, I almost feel like we've gotten to the point with Mitch Trubisky, and I know it's the – listen, if, if, they hadn't, if the Bears hadn't traded up and drafted him at number two well before Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, right – the way that we contextualize Mitch Trubisky's career would be entirely different. Yeah. Right? So he's a victim of that to begin with. Now, is he the greatest quarterback who's ever lived? This just in, he is not. But do I think we've gotten to a point with him, perhaps, where he can do no right also? And that I wonder about. And I do wonder, are the Pittsburgh Steelers better off? You know, the, the question that they have to come up with that Mike Tomlin has to, by the way, is there any Mike Tomlin stats you wanted to share that I'm unaware of on this show today? Anything? Yo, caught this last night, first time I've uh, ever seen it. Yeah, I'm curious. Did you know that he's never having a losing record it's amazing. as head coach of the Steelers? Did not know that. It's incredible. I just randomly found it. Wow. I mean, I had to amazing. dig pretty deep to find that stat. But never knew that. How I wanted many... to make sure I came prepared for the show. <laughs> you know? How many people do you think drop into this show for the first time? I was like, I can't believe Gil didn't know that. <laughs> 
So, but back to the Trubisky thing. What I'm saying is, they've got to make a decision. You know, you can't punt on a season right at this point. You're trying to win football games. You're trying to get to the playoffs. I don't think you can and punt on Trubisky. No, so that's my point. So what I'm saying is, if they were so, if they're so ready to punt on him now and go to pick it, then he shouldn't have been starting to begin the season. Correct. Because I don't think he's like last night. Did not again. We don't have the all twenty-two footage. If we have the all twenty-two footage, maybe we see something entirely different, where guys are wide open and he's throwing to guys who are covered. That is entirely possible. But there was certainly nothing we saw with our naked eye without that footage that meant that they should be talking so much about Pickett after last night. Just no, my opinion. No, and I, I, I mean, I think that look, you want to compare this situation to like the Titans. I think there's a better chance that we see Willis before we see Pickens because I think you you already know what you have in Ryan Tannehill. And if you have a bad football team with Ryan Tannehill at the, at the helm, there's no sense in wasting any more time than you need to to make that change. You need to find yeah. out what you have in your young quarterback. Here in Pittsburgh, I think it's a little bit different situation because Trubisky's not old enough for you to completely give up on him. You need to He deserves one more chance. And I think you need to give them the weeks to figure that out this year before you really consider making the switch to pick it. Here's one more question. I have a couple more, but here's one more. At the end of the game, or close to the end of the game, just inside the two-minute warning, it's 23-14. to 14. The Steelers need two scores. You know where I'm going with this. Yeah. There's a defensive penalty. It gets to fourth and one at the Cleveland 17 with 151 left. Should they have kicked the field goal there, or... Would you have gone for it and tried to score the touchdown? I probably there? would have gone for it. I don't hate that they settled. You need two scores either way. Exactly I, how I feel about. I it. hate that Cleveland. I hate that Cleveland punted that ball when they when uh you know before that last uh, pitchy woo woo touchdown that occurred. I would have gone for it there. The other one was the pitchy woo woo. Does it seem like those score off for defensive teams on a much higher rate than we're willing to give it credit for? As soon as it started, I was like, they're going to score a defensive touchdown, and my teaser's going up in flames. <laughs> and it did. And it did. And it did. Dr. Bob on the other side. He's got plays for us this weekend. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years 
and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Just download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It's Gil Alexander. Kelly Bidlin is here as well. Kevin Kevin in the corner. And Dr. Bob, ladies and gentlemen, Bob Stoll joins us. You can follow him on Twitter at drbobsports. drbobsports.com is the website. Bob, how you doing, man? Good. Good, Gil. Uh, we're in the positive now after 3-0 last week. 4-3 and on the season now, so feeling a little better. Ooh, what were the three last week? Well, we had, uh, God, I forgot what we had last week. Oh, UNLV, remember the game yes. we didn't want to watch against North Texas? They won by 31. Yeah. They were by two. And then... Uh, at the Jets, which was lucky, and uh, we threw in uh, Arizona at the end. That's right. I had Arizona, and, right? Yeah. And Arizona came back and, and covered. So now 3-0 and on the show after a 1-3 and start, and things are back up to 59% long-term level. And Hopefully, the good luck will continue. Hopefully so. Let's, go to, uh, let's start with college football first. Uh, you are gravitating towards a Pac-12 game. And the great Michael Penix, who came over from Indiana to play for the uh, the Huskies, you are high on him, I would imagine, and that informs part of your handicap here. Yeah, well, I've never really been high on Penix. Well, not that he's you know he was you know pretty high, pretty highly recruited for Indiana you know, by Indiana standards, and, and and a good talent coming out of high school, and he had a good early start to his career at Indiana. But their offense is just horrible. They run a horrible. Connor Bazlock, who put up good numbers for Missouri is now struggling in the same offense. So they've really struggled. And speaking of bad offenses, Washington had a horrible offensive scheme uh, the last two years under the former coach. And now Kalen DeBoer has come in. He's brought his Fresno State offense over. And Fresno State um, turned around the career of Jack Hayner, who couldn't crack the depth chart at Washington and then transferred to uh, Fresno and became a star in this offense. 
And now this offense is helping out Washington uh, with Michael Penix. He's been unbelievably good in three games, 66% completions, 10.2 yards per pass play, and has not taken a sack. Destroyed Michigan State's defense last week, which is a pretty good defense. Um, and I don't think he'll have any problem moving the ball against Stanford. You know, Stanford has the reputation of being a good defensive team, but they have been at least 0.4 yards per pass play, worse than average or worse in every year since 2019. They haven't had a better than average defense since 2018, and people just don't think of Stanford that way. But their defense has been consistently bad, especially by Pac-12 standards. I mean, being nearly half a yard worse than average on a national scale is horrible, and that's where they are so far this year. Uh, They gave up over 10 yards a pass, um, USC, which is the only decent team they face this year. So I think Washington's offense is going to continue to click. I think Stanford's going to have a tough time keeping up. I mean, Tanner McKee is probably a future NFL quarterback for Stanford, uh, but he's only about half a yard per pass play better than an average quarterback so far. He doesn't have a lot of receiving talent uh, to work with, uh, and now he doesn't have a running game. Um, Emmett Smith's son, E.J. Smith, was a really highly recruited running back. He chose Stanford. He got a little bit of action last year and showed signs of, 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 of his talent last year. He's taken over the starting role this year and averaged over 100 yards rushing per game, except E.J. Smith is out. So his 6.1 yards per, yards per run career average is no longer available for Stanford this week as he's out. The backup, Casey Philkins, was not highly rated coming out of high school like Smith was, and he's averaged just 4.3 yards per run in his career. So a huge downgrade at running back. Uh, Washington won't have to worry about that, and they'll be able to keep McKee in check. Washington's had a consistently good defense for years. They do once again. They only gave up um, uh, 3.8 yards per play so far in three games, which is ridiculously good. They played Michigan State last week, who has a pretty decent offense, only gave up 3.4 yards per running play to Michigan State, who can't run it. Um, I know Stanford's not going to be able to run. They're not going to be able to throw. I think it's easily Washington wins this by two touchdowns or more. I just think it's a blowout. Uh, if people are listening and they're like, should I play it at 14, your answer would be yes. But if it's 14 and well, a half, the answer would be no. Minus, it's minus 13 and a half now, 14, yes. 14 and a half, but it's still profitable, but not best bet range. So 14 or less is where I capped it. 14 or 13 less. And a, thir- 13 and a half right now, so All right. get on it. Okay. Uh, let's go to the NFL. You like a total in the National Football League. Yeah, it's a situation with Denver. and This is San Francisco-Denver. Over 44 and a half is where the total sitting right now. I released it over 45. It's one of the rare occasions where I released the game and the line's kind of gone the opposite way. It hasn't happened at all this year. Uh, hopefully it's not a bad omen for me. But Denver's offense ranks 24th in scoring. But they've ranked in the top 10 in yards per play. 6.1 yards per play, I think, ranks 7th in the league. They cannot possibly be as inept as they've been in completing drives so far this year. <laughs> That's right. Couple, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. A couple things have helped us. First of all, they fumble first and goal twice in the first week, uh, the first week of the season. Last year, it's more red zone problems, penalties. This year, the Broncos had five goal to go situations, third most in the league. They've scored zero touchdowns on those. And a couple of times didn't even get field goals out of them because they fumbled the ball at the one-yard line. That is not going to continue going forward. Also, this is ridiculous. They have been penalized by 19% of their offensive plays. It's incredible. It's unbelievable. Six false starts, four delay games. They've had 10 penalties in two games before the snap. (laughs) Overall, the 25 offensive penalties is seven more than any other team 
I would think that that is not going to continue. That that's got to be pretty, you know, highly random. Bob, Bob, so they had, the home crowd started chanting down the play clock. I've never seen that before in my entire it, life watching football. You, you would think now it's possibly that this coaching staff is just truly inept and will never turn this around. But I don't think Russell Wilson's going to allow that. I, they're going to whip this offense into shape eventually, and when they do, it is a very good offense. And right now, it just looks like a terrible offense, but a lot of that is, is, is random. I just don't think they could be penalized as much as they have. No one ever has been penalized that much. And the goal-to-goal stuff, you can't just keep scoring, you know, where they got 1.8 points and five goal, you know, per goal-to-goal situation. That's, you know, instead of like six points per goal-to-goal situation, that's going to rectify itself. As far as the Niners go, I like Jimmy G. He's back. Um, I, I didn't like Trey Lance. I, don't, I didn't understand why they thought he was the guy. I mean, Jimmy G, all he's done is take him to the Super Bowl and take him to the NFC Championship game, and they win with him. Uh, they get uh, George Kittle back this week, and those two work really well together. Uh, so I, uh, I like both offenses being a little underrated here. And also San Francisco's played two games in rain. And they've had kind of bad scoring conditions, so their defenses look better. Their offenses look worse. Um, so I think, uh, you know, under pretty good conditions uh, this week, um, it's sunshiny right now in Denver, I'll tell you that, no win. So I think the scoring condition is going to be pretty good, and both offenses are underrated. So I, I took the over here. All right, Bob, we appreciate it. So U-Dub on the college football side up to 14, but 13-and-a-half, grab it right now if you can. And the over in the Niners-Broncos game, I mentioned this on the Megapod yesterday, Kelly, um, I'm tracking Broncos penalties versus Chicago Bears completed forward passes. 25 to 15 in favor of the Broncos penalties. Uh, Bob, we appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. All right, buddy. Have a good week. Dr. Bob, everybody, at DR Bob Sports on uh, Twitter. One more thing from this game last night, which you and I independently thought of, which is, you know, I made a big deal about, hey, is like, like have we gotten to the point where Mitch Trubisky can do no right yeah. on the Pittsburgh side? Jacoby Brissett and the Browns. You know, we're going around, and, you know, by the way, that broadcast finally got around to mentioning the uh, Deshaun Watson suspension last night. Never said why he was suspended, right? That was an interesting little quirk to that broadcast. Can I, can I weigh in real quickly on broadcast thoughts? Because I yes. gave him a glowing review last week, yeah. and it was mainly based off of watching the next-gen stats feed. Yeah. Now, this week I decided to watch the entirety of the main feed. I still don't know how to rewind. So the production value that they're putting, they're getting away and putting into these is pathetic. Like I, I saw an article written about this last week, but it's the now that now that you've got st- streaming services with these rights to these massive NFL deals, there's no there's no pressure from them where the networks are always competing with each other to have the best broadcast possible. You'll notice, like I watched that game last night, and you're just I'm like, how many I had a bet on pass attempts for Jacoby Brissett. I'm like, I haven't seen a stat line on Jacoby Brissett put up in like two and a half quarters. Like they, they do nothing with with graphics or anything like that. The video, the re, uh, highlights is minimal. Yeah, but it's, Kelly, they got the little Amazon, you know, boomerang looking thing. So they're good. Here's uh, so back to Brissett and, and yeah. Deshaun. Then are we so sure? Speaking of Jacoby Brissett, Deshaun Watson, are we so sure that December fourth? When Deshaun Watson is eligible to be the starting quarterback, like if Jacoby Brissett played this way the whole time, which was, you know, better than adequate yesterday, they're two and one. Let's say the Browns are, I don't know, let's say they're like four games above 500 at that point. 
we really going right to Deshaun Watson? No. That's 100% sure? I'm not 100% sure about that. His last two games, 43 for 58 passing, three touchdowns, one interception for his percent. I think that just deserves being, yeah, deserves to be brought up. Yeah, anyway. absolutely. Well, that's, that's not, I think it's 100%. I thought Brissett had a good game last night. I did too. But you look at the stat line, it's virtually identical to Mitch Trubisky's beyond the uh, touchdowns and the uh, interceptions, that is. We'll come back. More NFL on the other side. NFC win totals. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Start your football season on the right foot by subscribing to VSIN Pro. Get full access to everything we do, including our daily picks at a glance recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosted guests, 24 7 video, season prep, including our weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every game all season long, pro tools like our exclusive betting splits, and pro tips updated every hour with actionable insights to up your betting game. Sign up on our discounted football special and get VSIN Pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $100. $75 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Skill Alexander, Kelly Bidlin is here as well. Uh, beyond the uh, football game last night, not a good night for my Braves and any of us who have the Braves in the NL East race. Yeah. The, the Braves have decided to now go anemic on offense, 16 straight innings without scoring. And, Kelly, I've watched a lot of baseball in my life, and I have learned one thing and one thing alone. Oh, yeah? What's that? You must score to win. Hmm. Yeah. They Wait, sco- let me. Yeah. Yeah, it checks That's out. our pro tip of the hour, checks by the way. <laughs> pro tip. Pro tip of in the In baseball, yeah. bet on offenses that score. <laughs> That's your Any of, runs. Any runs gives you an advantage the over the opponent. They scored once uh, uh, the night before last in the first inning and once the night before last in the uh, – or the day before last in the uh, second inning, so two days ago against Washington. Haven't scored since. And they lose last night one to nothing. And so they fall a game behind in the loss column to the Mets. Uh, Mets were idle last night, which is hugely significant now because, again, these were the, this is the massive series for the Braves. Like, this was always the one looming, the four at Philadelphia. They've got three more. Meanwhile, the Mets travel to Oakland. So the Braves have got to keep contact. 11 games left for the uh, for the Mets. 12 games left for the Braves here. And the uh, Braves are dogs tonight against Aaron Nola and the Phillies. And, of course, the uh, Mets, massive favorites at Oakland. So that's not a good night, but we'll see. There's plenty. Hey, plenty of time. Plenty of time. Uh, other news and notes. Celtics did suspend Coach Ime Udoka. I know we brought him up at the top of the show. They did suspend him, in case you missed it, for the entire 2022-23 basketball season, NBA season, effective immediately. And I just, there is no equivalent to this ever. Yeah. You know, the, the head coach, sorry, can't be here for a year, uh, violating uh, conduct rules. For, uh, it's a Celtics matter. It is not an NBA matter. Woj already out there saying if somehow they decide to part ways entirely, which a lot of people are saying is imminent, who knows? I don't know. Nothing from the Udoka camp suggesting that he will, you know, will try to part ways with the Celtics. But a lot of people who are more into the uh, sort of nuance or, or sort of the, uh, I should say, the, uh, the fine print of such things uh, from an HR standpoint say that perhaps there will be a separation. And if that's the case, Woj is already saying he'll be the number one candidate for teams yeah. that are looking for a coach. Well, and that's the it's the I mean, look, I think there's I think there's a lot more to come out of the, about this story. I think there's probably a lot of lawyers behind the scene right now uh trying to figure out what the plan is for going forward for both sides. Um 
But look, I think there's I from what I'm seeing right now, it looks like it's a situation where I think Udoka, they've put Udoka in a situation where it's going to force him to quit to consider to consider other possible job opportunities and, you know, if he quits, right, then you're maybe not facing as much legal action as if you fired him and there might be some rebuttals and it goes to court, et cetera, et cetera. We don't know. We don't know. There's going to be more to come out. That's all I can say. Well, Stephen A. sure says there's a lot more to come. You see Stephen A. yesterday? He just said a couple yeah. of things. I'll, I'll leave some of it to the, uh, to the way, to the, you know, not for air. But one of them was, he was like, I can't believe the story got out. Like, why? if you fired him, you wouldn't tell us why. Why, whatever the suspension, would you tell us? What did, what did he expect them, to suspend him for a year and we wouldn't know the reason for that? I don't understand. I, I don't know. It's been a while since he's been a journalist. Give, cut him some break. Cut him some slack. <laughs> oh, I was, sorry, I was taking him journalistically. My part. <laughs> uh, my fault. Uh, okay, Jason Pierre-Paul agreeing to a one-year contract with the uh, Baltimore Ravens yesterday, in case you missed that in the NFL, that per Adam Schefter, a, a move that will uh, help the teams thin out edge rushers. Jason Pierre-Paul has 91 and a half career sacks. Yeah. I was a little, I was like, wow, I didn't realize it was that many. By the way, just for context, the NFL record for sacks, Bruce Smith had 200 of them. 200 on the button. But 91 and a half is what, like 53rd all time. Still. Um, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty, pretty impressive. impressive. Yeah. Jason Pierre Paul, of course, most of that with the Giants. He really has it. Like every time we thought he was going to take a step back, kind of as his career has hit different, you know, speed bumps and stuff, uh, he, uh, he really hasn't. You know I, what I mean? I, I think we're allowed to say it. He he, a, a finger and a half, right? They got <laughs> I, I blown mean, off. Yeah, I mean that, yeah. but also like moving teams and stuff like that. Like, like nothing seemingly affected him too much. Yeah, but no, I mean, as I'm saying, the, the most obvious thing that could have set him back, you know, right. kind of didn't. Didn't too much. And yeah. good on him. And, and look, I think he's going to be a valuable addition to the Baltimore Ravens defense. Well, Sean Payton says he would be interested in returning as NFL coach in 2023 for, quote, the right situation. Yep. See you, Mike McCarthy. <laughs> I was going to say, right situation <laughs> is a, uh, a euphemism for <laughs> Dallas, I believe. Uh, you know what? And I want it to happen because, like, those Cowboys fans out there that have been talking about him for, what, 10 years now or whatever it's yeah. been? Like, just give, just just let him go to Dallas. We'll bring the whole Bill Parcells thing back full circle there. Gonna, Let's was, get it done. I get was it just going to say, as if... That automatically translates to great success. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> Come on. I mean, you're gonna bring bring Tony Romo in as head coach or whatever, uh, or, or offensive coordinator coordinator next to Peyton. You'll be good to go. We said this yesterday. I don't know if we said it on this show or Megapod. They all get they all get bunched into each other for me now. Every good and bad organization starts at the top. Well, we said it with crack when we're yep. talking about sports uh, sports book operations. That applies to everything. Yep. And as long, I'll say this about about my team, about Washington. As long as Daniel Snyder is the owner of that team, expect nothing, expect no success ever. Sorry, that's just how this works. And Dallas, I hate to say it, but as long as Jerry Jones is the one making all the decisions, expect nothing. Yeah, that's how this stuff works. Well, I expect him to gamble, right? Because he's one of those. I I, I expect that he. I know that that man is desperate to get one more Super Bowl right before so he's done with this. Daniel Snyder's paid for everybody he money could buy. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you don't have football people, football people making football decisions. You got no shot. Yeah, at this. I can't disagree with that because I, I, I could make the same comparison to Pat Riley, but the difference is Pat Riley has great basketball people making great basketball decisions. Well, and Pat Riley was, you know, was a. NBA multiple NBA title winning coach. Not like he's hasn't been uh, 
you know. Hey, Jerry played football in Arkansas. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Daniel Snyder did he not. He knows all about the game. <laughs> all right, yesterday we did updated AFC season win totals after week number two. And uh, despite one game being played, it was an AFC game yesterday, so we still could do the NFC updated season win totals after week two, so to speak. And uh, just looking for value, looking for what adjustments have been made, or lack thereof perhaps in this case, that might uh, trigger a bet from you. Kelly, we'll start with you again on this, as we did yesterday. What stuck out to you? Yeah, not much on this first page. I will, I will say though, Gil, we we've been, you and I have been fascinated with this for the past two, three years now. Going back, you know, going back to primetime action, really looking at these newer to Vegas, newer to sports better sports betting in, in general for the most part over the past few years. These markets being available, we've always liked them. Always talked about good betting opportunities. I'm really going to be aggressive with some of these this year, trying to find middles and to set up different positions on on some of these teams. So, like the Giants last week, I took over seven and a half. You know, they squeeze out a win against the Cowboys. I might come back in over on, on an under nine and a half or a ten if it gets up there. I think there's a lot of value on teams like that being able to kind of try to find middles on these. Um, this first page, I don't have much. I got a couple on the second page. I don't know about you on this one though. Well, this, yeah, I do actually hear on that. I mean, let me just say this: the biggest moves. In terms of the pre-flop season win total through two weeks in the NFC, the Cowboys, largely because of the DAC injury, right, right. have gone from ten and a half to eight and a half. So the DAC injury kind of pollutes that one, so it doesn't really like uh, interest me all that much. Eagles went from nine and a half to eleven and a half. The Eagles are the biggest mover to the uh, top. However, real quick on the Cowboys, if with with I mean, okay, DAC was back at practice yesterday, throwing us gripping a softball. Yeah. If you liked them this week, like if you were going to bet on the Cowboys this week, I wouldn't mind a play on that as well. The the back on the over on that team. The one that I'm interested in, because usually we look at okay, what are the biggest movers? The Buccaneers haven't have only have gone from eleven and a half to twelve. I didn't have any pre flop plays on the Buccaneers, but don't you like the under on that? I mean, like if I it, had to bet it one way, it would be the well, under. Well, you're certainly they're certainly not going thirteen and four, are they, with this current outfit? Or is the defense just that good? They, uh, to me, that th- no, you're probably right. I kind of like right. the under there. If I was playing any of these, I think I'd play the under. I have not made this bet, by the way, just for full disclosure. Yeah, no, I hear you. And if we go if we go to the other page, the Falcons being at the very bottom. I mean, at four. Yeah, but are people losing their minds a little bit about the Falcons? I don't. I don't know, Gil. I don't. I don't know. Maybe I am, and I'm part of that group. You can say. You can say me. I, you can say it's, me. It's not just you. I feel like there's a collective. Th- well, the Falcons are really good at football. They're, okay, no, maybe no, it's not that. But to yeah. me, they're they are. Look, they're probably the fifth worst team in the NFL. But they're. I think they're better than the Panthers, who there are are in their own division. You're going to see them play them. Uh, I look. I think they're going to win this weekend. I have bets on them winning this weekend. So I'm always like, I'm almost with the number at four. I yeah. need to play the over on them at it, four. It is over nothing. I'll give you that. Certainly wouldn't go under on that. That was your favorite one. Yeah, that was my favorite one. Okay. Paul Card joins us. We're going to throw the uh, the soccer book at him next, yeah. and he's got some survivor thoughts on the other side. Numbers game Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Attention, BetMGM customers have a friend who loves sports as much as you do. Well, here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Then once your friend signs up, makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. That's simple. Share the excitement of BetMGM and get a $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions subject to qualification and to eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable site credit. Site credit expires in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Skill Alexander, we get tweets. At Beating the Book, I always appreciate the uh, feedback from everybody. Good, bad, as long as you're funny. Oh, it doesn't matter. You could just murder me. doesn't matter as long yep. as you're funny. Nemesis Enforcer. OBJ was uh, on tippy-toes during the process, and his catch, Pickens, was horizontal. Zero 
uh, both feet on the ground. Uh, uh, he said zero any degree of both feet on the ground um, at one point during the catch. So Pickens catch better than OBJ's. I agree completely. I really do. Uh, Scott, New York Mess 16. Gil, I'm so glad you think Trubisky played decent, too. He had several drops against him. Rolling out, he threw well on the run. Deep sideline ball goes through Johnson's hands. Come on, make a play for the guy. Limited weapons. But like I said, I, I agree with that. I should have mentioned that. He did have a couple drops. And people just tend, when it's Mitch Trubisky, they're like, well, let's not, let's not factor that into things. Uh, this is a power play picks. Tomlin's records are impressive, but not surprising. NFL coaches these days are glorified coordinators. They draw nice plays while Tomlin pays attention to detail and makes adjustments to win. We were we were joking around about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bruce. He's a great coach. We, we respect we, him. We respect him. <laughs> we we all we just we, we just love that people come up with that stat and say it just ridiculous amounts of times. It's every like day. The, you know I always I compare it now to the hey did you hear Kawhi Leonard he's got these hands these big hands <laughs> that were just making news older in the draft and yeah Bruce yeah everybody knows that Bruce Doe Biggin. Biggest knock on on uh, Mitch is how quickly he abandons the pocket and starts improv abandoning the reads. And the stash, of course. Yeah, Bruce, no, we heard Kirk Herbstreet talking about that yesterday for sure. That is definitely something. That, I mean, that's true. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's always been one of those guys that's better outside the pocket. Mark Geiger, who helped us very much with the Ime Udoka clarification yesterday about why this was a uh, suspendable offense, being different tiers of the corporate food chain. Mark Geiger, an attorney, said, yes, uh, what is he talking about? Oh, he's talking about the uh, conversation we had with Crack yesterday, by the way. Uh, the clip we put up, he goes, yes, there are many bad apples at these counters, which is why the apps are so popular and also why many prefer the slots than table games. As you guys point out, there's an intimidation factor, and a newbie does not want to be made to feel foolish or stupid by a writer. Carl Neufeld, Gil, uh, did you see, uh, let's see, oh, did you see the, the drop by Pickens? It would have put the Steelers up in the fourth quarter. He had at least one other drop, and he was offside on the onside kick mm-hmm. that went through the sideline, and he should have been there. I agree with that as well. Still a rook. Dan, Dan Worthington, Dan's got a blue check mark, by the way. He said, could it be argued that Las Vegas is no longer the best place to bet on sports? Dan, I'm sorry to giggle. Yes, it not only could it be argued, we have argued it many times, and I will stand by that yeah. argument. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I've been going back and forth a couple of yeah. these guys. Like, look, it depends a little bit on what you like to bet. Yes, there are some things out here in Vegas that are better to bet than what you could get rest of country. But 99.9% of the times, yes, it is not uh, not the best uh, state to bet sports in anymore. Scola, Russell Wilson has not cooked for a couple years now. What well, gives us confidence he will now? Talking about the Dr. Bob segment. He said he had Metcalf and Lockett still became uh, immobile last couple of years. New team, nothing's changed. Also, can we just play the Wentz over half an interception prop weekly and have confidence it's a win? Seems like a lock, barring injury. That's what he says. Uh, we go on and on and on, but I don't want to kill the whole Paul Carr segment. We'll get to more of these. I uh, appreciate all the feedback on all of our uh, segments here. Paul Carr joins us from uh, from uh, True Media Sports and, of course, the Expected Value Podcast. Paul, there's no Premier League this week, but we're still happy to see you. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. Yeah, international break. It's our last chance to see all these teams before the World Cup, which sounds crazy to say in September and two months out, but you know, this, these games, uh, some early next week and that's it before the world cup starts in mid November. Well, uh, you, by the way, USA just lost a friendly to Japan. I saw that two nil nil yeah. soccer talk. Uh, yeah. Speaking of the world cup though, we have some things we want to throw at you. See if you have any, uh, little, uh, opinions on these. First of all, there's mm-hmm. the, there's the matter of team USA, which again, the whole country yeah. rallies around once the uh, world cup starts world cup in Qatar, everybody in November. Oh, I'm sure we'll be paying great attention to that when that comes around. Um, 
So we have we have stage of elimination. We also have just the odds to qualify from the group stage. So odds yep. to qualify from the group stage. So two of the four teams. How does this work? Do you qualify? Yep. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, eight groups of four, top two in each group advance based on points. All right, so Group B is the United States group. England minus 1,600, prohibitive favorites to advance. USA's even money, Wales plus 110, and Iran plus 350. What are your thoughts? I mean, that lines up with perception for sure. England is obviously the heavy favorite. They're one of the favorites in the tournament. U.S. and Wales viewed roughly the same. You know, Wales is a, a decent second-cut European team. Iran's the real question mark here, and... At tournaments like this, I think you often find countries from outside Europe and South America undervalued. This is kind of this is akin to you know your mid majors in an NCAA tournament. You can often they're often undervalued just because they don't have any brand name recognition. So there's a bit of a, a public perception challenge there. I think that's kind of the case with Iran. I mean, I, I don't pretend to be an Iran expert, but I've watched several of their games. They're really good defensively. Uh, the kind of team that is just hard to break down, and in tournaments like this, when there's a lot of unfamiliarity uh, with opponents. You're bringing teams together that maybe haven't played together a lot. Uh, Iran may have a little more cohesion than some. At plus 350, I even saw I took them at plus 400 to get out of the group. You can find, I think it was at Ooh. MGM this morning. Okay. It was still there. So that's not a bad play. And they got to get out of the group one out of five times when I don't think they're that much worse than Wales or the U.S. I think that's a pretty decent play at the risk of sounding un-American. Well, yeah, geez, Paul, come on. Paul, ah. I mean, whew. Maybe maybe it's an emotional hedge. Maybe that's it. Speaking, there you go. speaking of un-American, how about the stage where we get bounced? Let's let's talk about that for a second. When are we getting bounced from the World Cup? You can bet on this as well as you can for anybody. Group of uh, uh, the the elimination stage, I guess, is what we're calling it. So uh, the stage of elimination, group stage would be minus one fifty. So group stage is the favorite. Yeah, round it, of, it has it has to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, round of sixteen's obviously going to be your next shot there. Uh, so the Group B is matched up with Group A, meaning if you're the runner-up in Group B, you're going to play a team from Group A in the round of 16. So if the U.S. You know, is the runner-up, they're probably going to play Netherlands in the round of 16, which would be you know, a pretty sizable underdog. Uh, it could be Senegal, actually. I like Senegal coming out of that group, or host Qatar. So it's going to be a really tough matchup uh, regardless if the U.S. gets out. I mean, if you're asking me just to pick, I'd probably go with the group stage. Minus 150 is not a price I'd probably want to pay. I, w- I would want that a lot closer to even money if I'm going to play it. Uh, round of 16 is not terrible price because you're. it's probably better to play that than playing them to get out of the group because there's a pretty good chance that they're going to fall in that stage if they do get out of the group, if that makes sense. By the way, you were talking about Iran earlier. Didn't Felica once have a similar type play that he cashed back in 2010? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he didn't cash actually. Oh, he but, did not. Uh, it, was the, it was the Landon Donovan game against <laughs> Algeria. <laughs> oh, that's right. The, the third group of the 2010 World Cups. Donovan scored the last second to put the U.S. through the group stage. Uh, you know, it was one of the more memorable moments in U.S. soccer history. Uh, I'm in <laughs> studio in South Africa. I get back. I see Felica later that night, and he just kind of shakes his head, and he's like, I had Algeria plus half a goal. <laughs> it's like, I hate the USA. It's awful. God. Uh, yeah. Felica on the show coming up. Leader of the college football contest over at William Hill, by yeah, the way. Yeah, look at him. Should be pointed out. Uh, so here's just general then World Cup odds, uh, just because people may uh, have their appetites whetted. Ron, I went Ron Flatter there, Kelly. Whetted for this kind of thing. Brazil <laughs> is the short shot, plus 450. Uh, France, 6-1. to one. Argentina and England, both plus 650. Spain, plus 70. And then Germany's 9-1. to one. Uh-oh, Paul Carr always has a bet on Germany, doesn't <laughs> I he? I do. I've had a, I had a pre-flop bet on Germany. It was before the draw at 10-1. to one. 
So it. I've got that in my pocket just out of habit. They have a tough group with Spain and Japan who look pretty good against the U.S. They got a shot maybe at shocking Spain or Germany. Uh, yeah, I have that at 10 to 1. I don't anticipate playing any more uh, futures to win the whole World Cup. Uh, I'll have a lot of group plays as we get closer to it. Okay. Yeah, Germany 10 to 1 is my one title play. Anything Premier League or Champions League that people should be looking at for futures? Anything at all? Not really. You know, this early in the Champions League, nothing changes because the favorites almost always get through. Uh, Premier League, usually we're not at this point until the spring, but Man City is already like minus 300 or so to win the title, and Liverpool's kind of a mess. So they're the most likely team to catch up just from a talent standpoint, but with the deficit they're facing, I don't think it's worth playing even like plus 700 on Liverpool right now. All right, so when we talk Survivor, we're always talking about this massive 6,133-entry Survivor. You have it, your own Survivor pool. This is also valuable for those who are in small Survivor pools. You started with 20. Before this this week, it was, what, four? It was four. We lost one last week on the Browns, so we were down to three, including me. I had the Rams last week, which looked easy and then suddenly wasn't. Suddenly wasn't. So you went from 20 to four week one is basically what yeah. you're saying. And then four yep. to three. Uh, who are you taking? Simple question. Right now, I'm taking the Chiefs. Trying not to overthink it. Really? Taking the Chiefs? Because you don't have any, yeah, interesting. So there's no yeah, bonuses. There's no, there's no holiday issues, yeah. bonuses. This is just survive and get all the money. Taking the Chiefs at the Colts. Hmm. I don't love it. I don't love anything here. I don't love anything. I don't love anything. No. None of us knows a thing. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate it. You bet. Have a good one. Paul Carr, everybody. Adam Burke to talk some football. He's got college football plays next on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.